Exodus chapter 33, verse 12. Last week, God had told the people that, uh, that He was not going to go with them and be in their presence because He didn't think He could be with them for even for a moment. Uh, the people of Israel had sinned against God, and God uh, was angry toward them, it would appear in the text. And uh, He said He was going to send an angel uh, before them as they were heading into the promised land. And that's kind of what we saw last week. The people were sad over what had taken place. They were, uh, they were, they were mourning because God had said that. Uh, they realized the, the error of their ways. They realized that it wasn't worth going into the promised land without the presence of God. Uh, the same is true for us. It's the presence of God in our life that makes things good. It's not the blessings that we receive. Uh, what makes heaven good is not that we are away from all of our pains and our tears and our sorrow. Yes, that is part of it, but what really makes heaven good is that we are in the presence of God. Now, uh, there's some similarity there, I think, that we can take from what we read last week uh, for the Israelite situation and for our very own situations. Uh, tonight, we're uh, continuing on with what we left off with last week. In Exodus chapter 33, verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, Look, you have told me, lead this people up, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, if I have indeed found favor in your sight, Please teach me your ways, and I will know you and find favor in your sight. Now consider that this nation is your people. Then he replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. If, you, if your presence does not go, Moses responded to him, Don't make us go up from here. How will it be known that I... And your people have found favor in your sight unless you go with us. I and your people will be distinguished by this from all the other people on the face of the earth. The Lord answered Moses, I will do this very thing you have asked, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Then Moses says, Please let me see your glory. He said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim the name Yahweh before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he answered, You cannot see my face, for no one can see me and live. The Lord said, Here is a place near me. You are to stand on the rock, and when my glory passes by, I will put you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take my hand away and you will see my back, but my face will not be seen. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for these words. And God, I pray that you help us to learn something from your word tonight. I pray, God, that you would help me to preach and teach in a way and, and present your word in a way that's going to bring glory to you, dear Lord. I pray that we can learn from what we read, and I pray that these words that we've just heard and that we've just read, dear Lord, that we take them to heart, and I pray that your Spirit would do a work in them tonight. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Moses and the Israelites are preparing to continue on their way to the promised land, but one thing that Moses realized was very important, and that is he wanted to be in God's presence. He wanted God's presence 
to be among them. And, and, and Moses says, how can we go, God? Who's going to go with us? You haven't told me who's going to go with us. Now, I don't really understand that completely because God had said just a few verses before that the angel was going with them. But obviously, that wasn't enough for Moses. He wanted the very presence of God to be with him. He understood the importance and the significance of knowing that God was going to be with him and was going to be with the Israelite people. He says in verse 13. Now, if I have indeed found favor in your sight, please teach me your ways. Now, that's an important thing for us to ask God to do too, and that is for God to teach us his ways. We want to know the ways of God so that we can be obedient to God, so that we can be faithful to God, so that we can follow God. Now Moses is asking this of God uh, right after Israel has committed this great sin of, of making this golden calf to worship. Now even though Moses wasn't there taking part in that, Moses understood the importance of knowing God's ways that God would teach him and in turn would teach the people what they should do. And the same is true for you and I. That may be a good prayer for us to say to the Lord, God, teach me your ways. Now, we may not be on a journey to a promised land that God has set aside for us. There is no such promise for us today as there was for the Israelites, at least not in the earthly sense. But we are on a journey. We are always going somewhere in our life. God is always putting us here or putting us there. We are always ending up in this situation or that situation. No matter where we are headed in life, I can promise you this, that wherever we are going in life, it is better if God's presence is with us. If we are in good relationship with the Lord, if we are saying, God, teach me your ways. God, I want you to guide my path. God, I want to live in obedience to you and do what you say and do what you lead. I can promise you that if we do that in our life, our journey will be much better no matter where the journey takes us. Sometimes we begin to trust in our own ways. We begin to want to do things the way we want to do. We begin to try to guide our own paths and determine this is where I need to be or that's where I need to be. Perhaps we're a little proud. Perhaps we are just impatient and tired of waiting on the Lord. But we can learn from the Israelites what impatience on waiting from the Lord will get you. It will get you into trouble. Now, most of us don't have to read the story of the Israelites to know that. We've probably learned that through our own experiences, through times of disobedience, through times of taking things into our own hand to try to make of them what we want, just as the Israelites did. And some of you may be like me and maybe like the Israelites, and you realize what a great sin you've committed when you have uh, become prideful and begin to do things on your own, when you have sinned in a great way. And it affects our relationship with the Lord. It, it affects our joy. There is great joy when we are in fellowship with the Lord and we are walking in obedience to Him and we are faithful to Him. And when we are not, at least in my life, boy, it just feels bad. It just feels bad. Now, some of you may have felt that before. I don't know, but it just feels bad. And, and I realize almost instantly the error of my ways, what sin and what my selfish choices can do. And sometimes it leads me feeling just like the Israelites have felt and knowing, wow, being apart from the presence of the Lord is not a good place to be. Now, if we are wise, we will 
drop to our knees. We will pray to the Lord and say, God, I acknowledge, I admit, dear Lord, I'm a sinner. God, please forgive me. And we'll begin to seek the Lord. We'll begin to say, God, I want to trust you. I want you to teach me your ways. God, I want to be in your presence. And that's exactly what we see in these these scriptures going on here today. Moses is saying, God, will you go with us? And lo and behold, just a few verses later, God said, I'm not going to go with you even for a moment, but it appears as though God has a change of heart in these words, uh, in this passage uh, that we're looking at today. In verse 17, excuse me, verse 16, how will it be known that I and your people have found favor in your sight unless you go with us? I and your people will be distinguished by this from all the other people on the face of the earth. The Lord answered Moses, I will do this very thing you have asked, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. So here God is, uh, excuse me, Moses is asking that God would, 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 his presence would be upon them, and God says, I will do that. Even though God was displeased with his people, even though there was punishment that had taken place just a few verses back, here we see that God is saying, I will go with you. It reminds me of Psalm chapter 30, verse 5, where it says, For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor a lifetime. Weeping may spend the night, but there is joy in the morning. That's exactly what the Israelites were going through here. They had experienced God's anger because of their sinfulness. God who said, I'm not even going with you for a moment. I'll send an angel. And here Moses realizes and recognizes that life apart from the presence of God is hopeless. We need God in our life. We need to feel God's presence. We need to know that God is there. Now, we may not all, maybe I shouldn't have said feel God's presence. We may not always feel like God is there, but God is always there. There may be times in our life where sin has affected our relationship with God, but praise the Lord, we have a cure to that through Jesus Christ, that we can be forgiven. We may be experiencing God's anger for a moment. Perhaps there are some things in our life that we have done, but as the, as the psalm tells us, weeping may spend the night, but there is joy in the morning. There may need to be some weeping over our decisions, over our sins, over things that we've done. Some weeping over other people in our life that we see, that we see struggling and going through different things. That God would show his grace on them and his presence would be with them. And here God is telling Moses, I will be with you. Moses said, look, this is how we will be distinguished from all the other people, that you go with us. Now, the same is true for you and I today who are in Christ. If we are in Christ Jesus and we are his, we are Christians, well, it's God's presence with us that distinguishes us from all the other people in the world. There is something different about the life that has truly been transformed by Jesus Christ. There's something different about us. The world can see that difference. It's something that distinguishes us from everyone else. Christianity is distinguished uh, between any other uh, religion that there is in the world today. That's obvious. No one has any problem with any other religion that there is in the world today, but Christianity if you mention Jesus, for an instant, it seems to get people riled up. There's something that's different about Christianity. There's something that's better about Christianity. 
And that something is that everything is placed on Jesus Christ. All of the grace that we receive, all of the forgiveness that we receive is through Jesus Christ and Christ alone. There is nothing that is, that is required of us apart from our faith in Jesus Christ. It's the one religion that, that love is the key. That's what we should all be focused on. That is serving one another and loving one another just as Jesus did for us. And that's a distinguishing factor. It's, it's distinguishing when you see other Christians. You can almost uh, always tell when someone is a, is a Christian if you're around them for any length of time. If their life has truly been transformed by Jesus Christ, that's evident in the fruit that they produce and the way that they love other people and the way that they care for other people. And that comes because God's presence is with us. Just in the same way that his presence was with the Israelites. Now, we may not see all of these miracles take place of which the Israelites saw, but I do believe that even still today that the very presence of God is with us in the Holy Spirit that we receive upon accepting Jesus Christ. And that is what distinguishes us. That is what gives us the courage and the strength to go on. If you're struggling tonight, and maybe some of you are, then the best place for us to start is to go to the Lord, is to seek Him and say, God, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with sin. I'm struggling with worry. I'm struggling with doubt. I'm struggling with fear. I'm struggling with this life decision that I've got to make with my family, with my job, with whatever it may be. There are all these things that we may see before us and see in front of us, and we say, how can I get through this? We get through it the same way that Moses and the Israelites got through it. Moses got it. He said, God, we cannot make it without you. God, unless you are with us, we cannot make it. And the same is true for you and I. Without the power of the Lord, without the strength of God, without us being able to say, God, I am struggling. God, I have sinned. God, I am worrying. God, there's this situation. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. We're going to get through it by the power of the Lord. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, although sometimes it is. Sometimes God opens the right doors and makes everything as smooth as it can be. Praise God for that. There are other times where the road that we have to travel may have lots of twists and turns. It may have lots of obstacles along the way. But when God's with us, we make it through those things because it's the strength of God and the presence of God that gives us hope to know we have a God that is greater than any fear, any struggle, any sin that we may be facing with His presence with us, with the victory that we have through Jesus Christ, we can overcome. We can get to where God wants us to be. Now, ultimately, God wants us to be with Him for all of eternity. But there may be different things in our life, different struggles that we go through, different obstacles and choices that we have to make. And you may be in one of those, one of those journeys right now that God's moving you from here to there in something in your life, a decision you have to make or something that you have to do. And wherever God wants you to be, He's going to get you there. And whatever choices that you have to make, then seek the Lord just in the way that Moses seeked the Lord. He wanted uh, to see God in all of His glory, and that wasn't possible. God said, no one can see me face to face and live, but He said, I'll let you see my back. He said, I'll put you in the, in, in the, in the, in the crevice of the rock. 
He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock. He said, I can't let you see me face to face. Now, this may be a little confusing. The passage that we read last week at the end of the where we left off, it said that Moses would meet with God face to face in the tent that he had. Now, I don't know what we are to make of that, but I believe that that's probably just language to let us understand that Moses was in uh, the immediate presence of God. Obviously, uh, based on the verse that we just read tonight, uh, Moses couldn't see him face to face, and so uh, I don't believe that these verses contradict themselves. I believe when we saw last week that Moses would talk with God face to face, I believe that that's uh, symbolic language to let us know that God's presence uh, was upon Moses. Now, there may be different views on that, and you can study that for yourself, but I didn't want you to get confused and think those things were contradictory. I don't believe that they are. But God did allow Moses to see his glory. As God passed by, he was able to see his back because Moses couldn't have withstood seeing all of the glory of God. What a, what a glorious day that will be when we get to see the Lord. What a glorious that, that day will be when we are in the presence of God now. But what a great day that's going to be when we are literally in the presence of God and we can see God and He is uh, the light for us, as the Scripture says. There will be no more darkness because God will light the holy city and He will light the new heavens and the new earth. And what a glorious day that will be. Now we can see God's glory dimly, as Paul would tell us in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We see it dimly as, as, as if looking through a mirror, maybe a mirror that's not clean or a mirror that's hazy. We can see God's glory. We see it all around us and the things God does in our life and the things that we see in our world that take place. We see God's glory all around us, but we, like Moses, would not even know what to do if we saw God in all of his glory. We wouldn't be able to take it. We would, we would probably fall at our face in fear. I would imagine that that would be the case if we saw God in all of his glory. But God allows us to see his glory in the world and in the way things take place today. And even if we don't see God like Moses did, what a wonderful moment that must have been for Moses. Probably scary too. But can you imagine what a wonderful moment that must have been for Moses as he was hidden in the cleft of the rock and able to see just the back of the Lord as he passed by. Now, we may not be able to see God pass by us today in, in, with our physical eyes, but we know that God is with us today. We know that Jesus Christ is with us. He says at the end of the, uh, uh, of the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, he says, Lo, I am with you until the end of the age. Isn't that good? He tells them that right after he said, I want you to go out and do the work. I want you to go out and tell other people about me. Preach the gospel. Make disciples. Baptize them. And then right at the close of that, he says, and I am with you always. And that's good news because I need God to be with me because I am weak. I struggle. I worry. I have fears. I have sin. I have all these things, and you do too probably. But isn't it a beautiful thing to know that Jesus is with us? Wherever our journey is taking us, Jesus is with us. We are in the presence of God. Just as Moses requested, God, let me feel your presence. Let, us, let me know, God. Let me know that you're with me. And sometimes God does that through a scripture. Sometimes it may be something that someone says to us. Sometimes it may just be something uh, that we see. I don't know. It, it, it happens in different ways for me. But I am just, just get those friendly reminders, those little nudges, and I know it's from God. 
that God, you are with me. And boy, what joy that brings to my heart. And if you're struggling with something today, don't forget that God is with you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for these words tonight. And I pray, dear Lord, that we would be in your presence, God, that we would seek your presence. God, maybe our sin has, has messed up our relationship with you just like it did with the Israelites. But let us follow Moses' lead here, dear Lord, that we would seek you out, that we would desire for your presence to be with us, God, that we know that you're with us. Let us be reminded of that through your words as we see it on these pages, that we know, God, that you are with us even if we don't see you, even if we don't always feel like it, dear Lord. We know if you're yours that you're with us. And God, I pray that you would just help us to seek you with all of our heart. I pray that you would help us to ask you to teach us your ways, that we would desire to learn from you, that we would desire to follow you, that we would desire to be obedient to you and all that we do, dear Lord. And let us, let us find hope in the fact that you're with us no matter what we're going through. Dear Lord, I pray for this group. I don't know what on, what's on anybody's heart. I don't know what anybody's struggles are. But God, there may be some that are struggling. They're on a journey. They're worried about something. They're scared of something. There's a sin that they're struggling with. Dear Lord, I pray that you would just, uh, through your power, that you would just lift that from them, dear Lord, that they would seek you, that they would come to you for strength, dear Lord, and that they would uh, just just be freed of that burden. And through your strength, dear Lord, you can guide them on the right path, dear Lord, and get them uh, to a place where their relationship with you is better and they feel your presence with them. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.